Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. As one of the most acclaimed and influential makeup artists in the world, Mario Dedivanovic has created makeup looks for some of the largest names today and is now at the forefront of the beauty brand space with his very own Makeup by Mario. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce your guest for today, Mario Dedivanovic. After 20 years as a makeup artist, Mario has launched his very own brand, Makeup by Mario, a luxury makeup line crafted to deliver professional makeup for all. You may recognize him as the artist behind Kim Kardashian's most iconic looks, but Mario has built a huge loyal following of around 10 million followers on Instagram that are eager to learn from the best. He considers education to be a core pillar of his brand with a reason behind every precise choice of placement and has crafted his expertise through his products. With his sellout masterclass series and his signature looks featured on celebrities across the red carpet and in magazines, it comes as no surprise that Mario has popularized some of today's best known techniques in beauty and forever altered the beauty landscape. So Mario, thank you so much for being here today. It's an absolute honor. Wow, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So the first question I ask all my guests, um, and it's an obvious one, but it's a pretty tricky one, is in a nutshell, who is Mario? Ah, I'm so bad with these questions. Um, who is Mario? Um, Mario is um, an Albanian kid from the Bronx. Um, Mario is a makeup artist. Um, a dreamer, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I guess that's who Mario is. I don't know a lot more though, but you know, to sum it up, we'll yeah. get into that. No, I love yeah. that. And, and, and it's true. Cause it's, um, there's so much more to discuss. And I think I'm going to get straight into it because you're, I don't know if it can even be summed up in a 45 minute pet podcast, <laughs> but we'll try our best. We'll try our best. Yeah. So I know you said you were, you know, born and raised in the Bronx. Um, but I would love to just know a little bit about how 
your journey into the beauty industry came to be and your love for makeup. And I know, I remember seeing a story about how you walked past Sephora one day and, you know, can you just talk us a bit about that? Jeez, how long do we have? It's a long story, but I'm going to try to make it short. So basically, um, you know, when I was growing up in the Bronx, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a child of Albanian immigrant parents, you know. And so I grew up very Albanian, um, more so than American. And my mother actually used to work as a cleaning lady for the L'Oreal Corporation in Manhattan. And so for 20 years or so. So growing up, she would always, you know, that was the job that she had. Um, And so she would bring home makeup that they would give her, you know, the executives would give her gratis and stuff. And so she'd bring it home for my sisters and stuff. And so that was like my first um, look at beauty, right? Because she would bring those products and I would never really like do anything with them, but I was very aware of them. Um, and then when I graduated high school and I wanted to go into the city to find the job, um, I didn't, wasn't thinking beauty or anything. Um, in fact, that's the last thing I was thinking because I knew it wouldn't be accepted, you know, but then I stumbled upon Sephora uh, and I was actually with my mom and I walked into Sephora and just kind of had like an epiphany. Like I, I felt certain that this is where I wanted to work. And my mom tried to kind of take me out of the revolving doors and like, no, 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 this is not the one for you. Let's go to the clothing store, you know. And and so basically, you know, I, I, I got my job at Sephora eventually. And I from day one, I was very attracted to the artist brands. Right. So the the, the brands that were founded by makeup artists, I think I realized later why. And it was because I I had decided that I wanted to do makeup at that time. Um, but at the same time, there was a sort of inner struggle that I, my parents would not accept this. And so what am I going to do? How am I going to make them proud? How am I going to achieve the American dream that they came to this country for, you know? And so I latched on to the idea of the makeup brand um, and being a makeup artist that eventually has a makeup brand because I knew that in my mom's head, right, she was not educated. And so she, the idea of her, of, of a successful executive was these people that worked in the L'Oreal offices. And so I thought, well, I can be one of those people um, if I work really hard and become an incredible makeup artist and have my own brand. And so I figured at that time that, you know, I saw Carol Shaw from Lorac and I saw Jeannie Lobel from Stila and I saw Nars, Francois Nars. And, you know, I was 17 at the time. They were in their 30s and 40s. And so I said, okay, so 20 years, I got to work for 20 years and then I could do it. And that's sort of like how I, you know, set up the trajectory of my career and, and what I sort of set out to do. Um, and I actually did it. I launched exactly 20 years to that to that day. I mean, that is, I mean, there, there's so many things I want to get into in that story because um, personally speaking as well as a, I have my own brand in Sephora like you and it's just. By the way, I used the, the shampoo last night for the first time. It was so awesome. I loved it. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I'm mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. really excited to see people. And I'm sure the same with you, right? When people, I literally just before this um, call, I literally was putting contour, the contour stick <laughs> onto my face and I have it right here. So, wow. uh, and I went to, and actually I was always going to buy at Sephora, but um, when I went to them, I did a blind, like just a, went to the BC and I said, which is a good contour stick? And they took me right to Makeup by Mario. So I was like, oh, okay, awesome. the one I wanted anyway. So yeah, awesome. it's really cool to see that. Um, thank you. But no, it's, it's, um, I I remember watching your We Belong video and uh, the journey. I mean, I, I definitely had tears in my eyes and it was such a heartfelt story. Um, and one of the reasons also why I think, you know, seeing that journey, how you started in Sephora to then have your own makeup brand within Sephora, it's, I think, a story that not only tells people and inspires people that anything's possible, but also there is a sense of, you know, there's a journey with that. It doesn't happen overnight. You said, yeah. you know, you put yourself that 20 years and 
you did it after 20 years. And I think that's another whole story in itself, that patience factor and just getting ready and preparing yourself. So just on the first part, which is walking into Sephora. So can you just tell us a bit about what was that like and how did you, did you feel in a family, in a home when you first entered Sephora doors? Yeah, so uh, the the one that I had walked into during that time, it was the flagship. It was, I think, one of the first or second Sephora's that ever opened in the States. And it was three stories, and it was at Rockefeller Center. And at that time, it was so fancy, right? And I'm a kid from the Bronx, very not not traveled. Um, you know, I barely went to Manhattan. And so when I walked in, it's like everyone had these black suits on and gloves, and there was red carpets, and there was music and and dim lighting and... Um, I was just, I just remember getting chills up and down my spine because I had walked prior to that. I was like in different stores, like Armani exchange and some different clothing stores. But when I walked into there, it was like an energy that lured me in. That was like, this is it, you know? And I don't know what it was exactly, but I was certain, I knew that I was certain that this is where I was going to work. And, and I was not taking no for an answer because it was actually quite difficult for me to get the job. They'd never, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience prior to that. I'd been working since I was 12 full time, but, you know, packing groceries in the, in the grocery store and then at the Bronx Zoo and then at a restaurant. And so I didn't have proper experience for retail, certainly not for color or fragrance, but I was determined. And so I, I wasn't getting a call back. I kept calling. And then I found, I remember I went to the library, right? Because this is before cell phones. This is, I didn't have a computer at home or anything. Um, and I found the contact for the Paris offices. Um, and there was a woman named Marie Christine who still actually works for Sephora in Paris. Um, and I, I contacted her and I was on the phone with her, I remember. And I just said to her, Hey, I'm trying to get a job at and I would love if you could meet with me and give me a chance. And and somehow, miraculously, she was just like, oh, I'm going to be in the city in two weeks. And so we're opening up a new store in Flatiron. So, yes, come in, come in and meet me because I'm interviewing. And I went in and, and, you know, I remember telling her when she asked me about my experience, I remember saying, well, I love cologne because I wear colognes, you know, since I'm a little kid and blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and I, I just remember her kind of smirking at me like a little bit, almost kind of like in a playful way, like I was a kid, you know. But anyway, she gave me the job. Um, I think I was making, it was $7 an hour at that time. And my job was a technically a fragrance consultant, but really what they did was they put me at the front door um, with the baskets. And I would say, welcome to Sephora, welcome to Sephora, welcome to Sephora. And one day um, early on, it probably was even the first day, I'm not sure, but a woman was next to the door and she said, excuse me, can you come here and help me choose this a lipstick, please? And I knew like I wasn't supposed to, but I just went. Um, and I and I looked and I looked at her and I looked at the lipsticks. There was hundreds of colors in front of me and I chose one and and I gave it to her. And, you know, she, she tried it on. She, she smiled. She goes, I love it. She goes, thank you. And that something that did something to me like that, that that showed me that I was going in the right direction, that this was meant to be, right? And so that little bit helped me to push further. Um, and, and sort of that's how it all began. I became obsessed with makeup. Even before I technically was a makeup artist, I would go you know, into the library and I would research um, the industry, makeup artists, photographers, you know, get magazines, get books. Um, I began to study. Um, I began to collect makeup from Sephora, you know, gratis and things like that, and bring it home and I would hide it um, you know, in this box at home, in this Nike shoe box that I had. And, and sort of, that's how it all kind of began for me. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I have Sephora to thank for that. Really, they changed my life um, so many times over, really. that And that time, I think they saved my life because I was really lost and I was desperate to find myself and to find people like me. 
Um, and I found that in Sephora. But not only that, I also found my passion for the first time. I found a passion that I was really passionate about that I could focus on. Because before that, I didn't know what that was. And, um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I found myself there and, um, you know, really, really changed my life and changed the trajectory of my life. And, um, and then they did so again, you know, 20 years later. Yeah, no, it's so amazing. And, and do, do, you, do you remember the first ever like face he painted? Was it in the Sephora oh, store? Yes. Or was it in, who was it? <laughs> yeah, um, I remember the first time I, I was allowed to do like a makeover. Um, it was actually a fragrance consultant who was like in charge of the store. Not fragrance consultant. It was a fr- the fragrance manager um, uh, who I was kind of close to. And she was very supportive of, of me. And so it was in the evening time. And I said, hey, would you allow me to do someone's makeup? Um, so she said, yeah. So then I did someone's, uh, someone came in, I sat them down and I did their makeup and I was nervous, you know, but I also felt natural. I felt like this was natural to me, you know, and I think I took the three hours. Um, and so that was the only part that I remember afterwards. She said, Mario, she looks beautiful, but you cannot take three hours on someone's makeup, um, <laughs> which is funny because I still sometimes take three hours on, on my clients. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I did it. And then that also was like a pivotal point that, that it just gave me the confidence because it was my first time, but I really, I could even imagine the look right now. I mean, I did her really, really nice. Um, and, and then after that, shortly thereafter, I would start doing people at the gondolas, like just helping them with the eyes and stuff. And then I had two women that, um, they were cabaret singers and they were doing like a show in New York and I was doing their eye at the urban decay gondola. And then they asked me, um, they asked me, they said, Hey, we have this show. Would you come do our makeup? Um, and I was like, Whoa, because to me that was like, okay, now if I'm getting paid to do someone's makeup outside of Sephora, like I'm officially a makeup artist, you know? Um, and so that was so exciting. So I literally went to that job with the Nike shoe box. Um, I didn't have a kit or anything. I just took what I had and I think I got paid $25 and I was official after that. So, <laughs> um, I wish I could find, I wish I could find those two women. Um, when I don't remember their names, unfortunately. Oh, well, you never know the power of social media today. I'm sure if you do a TikTok about it, it will go viral. I know, right? Find them. You should do that. Yeah, so that's <laughs> essentially, that's how I started. Um, that, you know, that, that was how I started uh, to become a makeup artist. And, you know, long story short, after that, I went, um, I, I was in retail still. I, and then I went on to work for Rock Cosmetics um, as the regional makeup artist traveling to all the different Sephora's, but simultaneously building my portfolio, testing a lot, um, shooting, um, you know, the old school way. Before social media, you had to like really build your portfolio and assist other artists. And so I did that as well for years. Um, and, and sort of that's how, that's how it all happened. Amazing. And then, you know, before we get into the birth of makeup by Mario, there is that, you know, you grew your social media presence and you got to work with some of the most incredible names today. What was that journey like? Um, Oh, that journey was really fascinating to be honest with you. You know, I'm an extremely private person, probably even, you know, I grew up very suppressed. Right. And so also when I began doing makeup, um, I had to hide it too. So it's kind of this weird uh, situation, you know, and then I wanted to be successful. I knew that, right. I decided on an early age that I wanted to, after assisting, you know, big fashion makeup artists, I kind of was realistic about what I was good at and what I thought I could succeed in. And I, and I realized that the fashion world, editorial world was not for me. It's not what I wanted to do, nor did I believe that I had a realistic chance of becoming successful in that world. Because to me, I noticed at an early age, it was all the same people that were the top, you know, and, and interestingly, 
20 years later, it's still kind of all the same people. So not many new people get to break in there. But what I was attracted to and what I felt I, I was really good at was more of this sort of glam makeup, you know, like celebrity type of makeup. And, and that's where I kind of pivoted at an early age and, and, and started to focus on that. And um, that's when everything started to change. And, and so early on, I began to sort of, you know, I was building my book. And then I started to do first like some socialites in New York. And then that led to some smaller celebrities. And then, you know, I remember right before I had met Kim, I was doing some actresses like Gina Gershon. And I was doing um, a Natasha Bedingfield, the singer who was quite big at that time. So that's when Facebook started as well. And I started posting those things on Facebook. And then I started to notice like makeup artists sort of reacting, right? And getting like a little bit of a following. And then I met Kim. And I think, you know, honestly, when you think back to that, to what happened with Kim and I and all that, I mean, I think it was really the perfect timing, um, the perfect storm in the sense of, you know, it is, it was right in the very, very beginning, the birth of social media. Um, and that's when her and I sort of came on. Um, but that, too was sort of a struggle for me, right? Because again, I grew up suppressed. I was secretive. I, I was not a public person. I was very shy. I didn't want attention. But then sort of the universe puts me with this girl who, you know, is very uninhibited and very public, right? And, and, and becoming super famous. And so somehow that really changed me. And, and, and I don't know, I also say it kind of saved my life because it kind of forced me to, to be comfortable with with who I am and with the job that I was doing. And also in terms of like my family life and my culture life, it also helped me in the sense that they, I knew that they were not happy about this job I was doing. I knew deep down inside in my heart and in my gut that I felt shameful a little bit. I felt like a failure a little bit. And then, but then that, that whole thing with Kim and with all that kind of forced me to be like, well, you're going to see my name. You're going to know who I am. We're not going to hide that I'm a makeup artist because the whole world is going to know that I'm a makeup artist, right? And so that was sort of the mentality that I sort of um, went forward with um, in those years. And then, you know, and then the, the social media, right? So I remember um, I met Kim. Um, she was, you know, it was like season two of her show. She was not very famous. For sure, she was not globally famous at all. Um, but I had an amazing connection with her. And um, <clears throat> I remember we did a cover of, of this magazine and she asked me one day, she said, Hey, can we film for my followers on my blog? Can we film like a tutorial? And I didn't even know what a tutorial was to be honest with you, but, um, I said, okay. And we filmed it. We recreated this Vegas magazine cover and I sort of went on the camera with her and I, I was just teaching right now. I always wanted to be a teacher growing up. I, I innately, naturally, I, I love to teach people, um, and so I kind of went, went on camera with her. I was doing the makeup. I was explaining everything, very serious, very young. Um, and I had no idea. I almost actually said no to that because I was sick that morning and I didn't want to do it, but my friend told me to do it. So I, that wound up going on YouTube. And I didn't really know about YouTube back then. And so that video really changed everything because... At that time, it was 2009, I believe, but that wound up to, uh, being seen by millions and millions and millions of people around the world. And other people would then post it on their channel and they would get millions of views there. And sort of that was like a pivotal moment in my career because, again, the birth of social media, this was before there were famous beauty YouTubers, before there were tutorials. So this was one of the first. 
And we had no freaking idea. Like we literally were oblivious to it. Um, I didn't even know the effect of it really because I never really looked or checked to see like, you know, what are people doing on YouTube? I was busy. I was just trying to work and make money. And, um, and so that video really changed, um, changed my life in the sense that I remember getting off of the train and, and people getting all of these messages on my Facebook of random women around the world, young, old, makeup artists, non-makeup artists, asking me makeup questions. And I'm thinking like, what, what is this? Like, what is all this attention? Where is it coming from? And it was all coming from that video. That was sort of like the beginning of it all, you know? This is obviously pre-Instagram, you know, and then Twitter, then Twitter started. And then, so Twitter then had a big effect and then Instagram, which really, I think, blew everything up for me. Great. And, you know, yeah. I think what's really amazing is how, and I can really relate to it as someone who, I would say growing up, you know, was very suppressed, quiet. Uh, I was always, no was an easier answer for me than yes. I was always like, oh, no, it's okay. I don't need it. Even though I did want mm. it. I was just a very yeah. shy individual. Me too. And yeah, I remember... Too. And that's why even, you know, both as being the founders of brands, you also need to be out there as well. And I think being with social media helps a lot. But um, I want to ask, like, for, for those listening, even for myself, because I'm still on a journey, how did you kind of, you know, you say like growing, you know, like doing these masterclasses, being on stage in front of thousands of people, being seen by millions of people, like there is some kind of mindset shift that you have to do from our, you know, innately who we were growing up, very, you know, introverted people is there any tips you would say to people to learn to embrace that because it truly I'm still on that journey and it's changing my lives and you know I'm seeing so much more value in in my life through this through being out there and being more present what would you give to other people advice Um, it's interesting it's like people ask me a lot about this whole thing the master class and going on stage in front of thousands of people and like but for me, I think because I'm doing makeup and because I'm teaching makeup I feel so comfortable like it it really yeah. I feel so myself and I feel so comfortable. Now, if I had to go on stage and do something else, I would be traumatized. But because I'm because I know that I'm I, I'm confident about what I'm doing and I know that I'm I'm gonna be teaching people what I know and what I'm so certain that I have experience in and that I can do well, I I just feel at home in a sense. I feel comfortable, right? So I never I never really experienced um nervousness or anything when it came to that um my first I think what also helped was that I I started very small like everything I do in my life never starts huge I start from the from the bottom and I little by little little by little I go up and so my first class had 12 or 16 people you know and then progressively it went to 30 and then it went to 50 and then it went to 100 and then 500 and so I I was able to uh, through experience um become used to it and become comfortable with all of that stuff. Um, and same thing with social media, obviously you start with a little bit of followers and then you gain more and then you gain more. And so that's sort of how everything in my life happens. It starts with very little and I sort of work for it and go up, 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 up. So I think that helps a lot. Now, um, you know, I think nowadays with social media and stuff, there's some instances very rare, but you know, some young people, they go from zero to, you know, millions overnight. For me, I, I don't think I would have been able to cope with that at all whatsoever. And so I'm just kind of like thankful that everything happened in a slow and progressive way to enable me to be ready and to be prepared for it. Because, um, you know, for me, that, that that's just something that's important. I remember in particular when uh, the beginning of social media started happening, I had an agent, I remember. Um, <clears throat> and this was maybe my 10th year. This is maybe 2010 or so. I started makeup in 2000. And I remember her 
uh, trying to take advantage of this sort of like new social media thing and might make the makeup by Mario thing. And they, she got these people together to do a business plan and to start the makeup by Mario brand. And I remember I was in my twenties and I just remember reading these papers and, and, and about to schedule the call with these business, you know, with the business proposal people and just feeling like this is a joke. Like, who am I? Like, it was almost laughable to me. Like I felt like I was, I was, I was in a movie looking at all of this stuff. Cause I'm like, no, like, I'm not ready for this. I'm a kid. Like, who am I to come out with makeup by Mario? I'm not worthy of like people like NARS and Kevin O'Quan and like, and so thank God that I didn't do it back then because I would have been a mess. I would have been lost. I would have not known what I was doing. Um, and so I think, you know, there's something to say there, you know, that doing things when you're ready and when you're prepared and not doing it just because there's a moment right now or something like that, you know? Uh, I couldn't say it better myself. And I think that's, that's everything is your own individual journey, especially anyone listening. Like, that comparison can be the, the worst thing for you. And especially with social media, I know it's super hard because you look every single day and you compare and you say, oh, I want this, I want that. Like, just listen to yourself and your own journey because you will have your own timeline. And if you stick to that, you will have your own success. Yeah, and listen to your gut. Really like, listen to your gut. Your gut is really super important yeah. to follow your gut. Like, most of the things, honestly, in my career, especially that made a, like a pivotal impact in my career were the things that I just listened to my gut and went against what I was being told or advised, you know? Um, like when I met Kim, I had an agent that um, did not want me to work with Kim anymore. She's going to ruin your career. She's not going to, you know, when she goes away, she's a reality star, your career is going to go down the drain. And, you know, that was one moment that I went against what I was being advised by people who are supposed to advise me, you know? And I went and I, and I went with Kim, right? Because I felt innately in my heart that that's what was the right thing to do with the masterclass. Everyone, he told me that this is so tacky of you to do that. You do not share your secrets, um, you know, with people like that. Like this is our bread and butter. Celebrity makers do not do that. I went against that. And, you know, the masterclass changed my life. It really did change my life. So all those things that, that I was told not to, um, to do that I did are the things that really, really changed my life. No, and thank God you. And, and I think that's a really important fact, the gut thing, because as you go into the industry or whatever field you're in and you get more success, or you meet more people, you have a lot more voices in your ear and take them all in, but only choose what your gut feels because they're not always right. And, you know, it, it's important to always yeah. stand by what you feel is best. And it's so, 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 yeah. so, so true. So no, thank you for saying that. For sure. But I, I know like, you know, um, that journey of then creating Makeup by Mario would you have said, like, maybe many years ago, many people told you to start before and say, come on, do it now. But are you really happy you started when you started, which was in 2020, which was last year? Am I correct? Yes. Um, you know, looking back, I mean, 20, I launched in the middle of the pandemic. Um, Literally. So if you asked me this, if you asked me this last year, I definitely had moments. <laughs> maybe not. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely had. Now, now yes. And now I would say, yes, I'm happy I did when I did. Um, but but if you asked me this last year, I would have been a little bit perplexed in the sense that like, oh my God, maybe I should have done this before when they were saying, when they were telling me to do it, you know? Everybody wanted me to launch when, during the massive like makeup boom of 2017 and 18, right? That's when I was being pushed, you know, by yeah. business people. Now's the time, now's the time. I just always felt like, you know, one thing was during that time, I was, I was living the life in the sense that I was, I had so many incredible like, um, brand deals. I was doing brand partnerships with brands. I had my masterclass was flourishing on top of the world. You know, my celebrity makeup artist career was flourishing and, and 
Um, I was doing so well that I was fine. That's number one. And so I wanted to sort of take all of that in because it was really new, you know, for a celebrity makeup artist to experience all of this and the whole social media thing was a completely new thing. And I was like one of, one of the first to really kind of, I guess, be like half influencer, half celebrity makeup artist. And so that was just fascinating. And, and the success that came with it was incredible. And so, you know, I was happy with that. I also felt like, well, I don't want to launch just because there's a boom of cosmetics because that to me, uh, that means I'm launching for like for that business purpose of the boom going on. I'm like, I don't care about that. Like I would rather actually launch when the bubble bursts. And that's what I would always say. And that's what I would say, tell myself too. When the bubble bursts is when you launch, you know, because there's less noise, you know? And oh boy, did I get my wish because the bubble burst um, with COVID and that's when I launched. So I got, I got my wish. I just didn't know. um, I didn't know how challenging and and how depressing, honestly, it was going to be from a personal level, but we got through it. Um, We got through it, but man, it was so, it was so hard. I can't even tell you. um, I cannot even tell you the challenges, Um, but I feel at the end of the day, looking back now, a year later, um, just a little over a year, um, I feel like really the universe doesn't give you something that you can't handle. And I feel like if anyone was going to be able to go through that, it's me because I had gone, I've gone through my whole life sacrifices and struggles and I'm able to endure. Um, And so um, it was meant, it was meant to be. And I tell you that the, yes, the bubble burst, but like even now we're a year and a half, there's still the pandemic amongst us, but um, you know, I really do, when I go to Sephora, I just went to my first time in America after uh, not being able to travel for a while, went to all the stores and, you know, to see Fable and Maine, but I was so much in, enthralled by the makeup by Mario stand. It was really, you could tell, like, it really stood out amongst the rest. And because it was new, because it was with a purpose, and also because you had more time, right? Not only to develop your brand um, recognition you as a brand itself but also to formulate you know these things take time launching it in 2017 it would have been a quick thing you wouldn't have had the perfection the perfected formulas and I think that time has really paid off um but I know I feel you because I launched my brand during the pandemic wasn't planned we don't plan these things because it takes you know years in the making and you had to from day one just be agile and be like okay this is different. This is very different yeah. to what we can. And also like it kind of, you know, as an artist, right. And a celebrity makeup artist who now has become a CEO of a company. Yes. A brand that's sold all over the world in hundreds of stores, right? Like that is just mind boggling. I didn't know how this business works from the inside. Right. And so me, I'm the type of person that I, I, I fully am this brand. Like I'm here every day in the office. I am with my team. Like I am in the trenches. Right. Um, and so I need to learn everything, right? And so I still am learning everything. Um, and so for me, I guess, you know, launching during COVID, as much as there were all those challenges, like I also, I think, had COVID not been uh, the situation when I launched, like maybe it would have been too overwhelming with for me, you know, like everything that, because because COVID sort of, we couldn't do so many things. There was a lot of shoots and things and like employees that we couldn't hire. And there were so many obstacles, but like, had I been able to do all those things, maybe I would have been too overwhelmed. And so I, I, I had a little bit of a chance, I guess, to learn uh, how things are done and, and, and to learn the business and stuff like that. Um, so I guess there's positives to it as well uh, in terms of like when we launched during COVID. But um, yeah, th- this has been definitely 
the ride, uh, the most challenging ride of, of my life. Um, it still kind of is, to be honest with you. Like I, I, yeah. I, I have to learn so much every day and you know, as a brand founder, but, um, you know, coming from, from being an artist, a celebrity makeup artist and sort of traveling the world for years and going nonstop to then becoming a brand founder and sort of this whole other business side of things, right? Marketing and learning all of the different departments and stuff has been so um, incredibly challenging, but also rewarding. Um, <clears throat> and I, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world, but yeah, I think uh, COVID. It's not, um, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, the good thing is, is at least there was some sort of even playing field with all the brands experiencing same thing. So I think for us as newly founded brands, it kind of opened the door to like say, cool, we can either be in the trenches or we can be, you know, just rising above it. And then hopefully our brands will will stand out because we're in a high growth learning phase. You know, we're just about sponging it up, making all the mistakes we can. And I'm sure I'm sure you have many left right and center every day some issues whether it's production delays and formulation and you know launching in a retail like sephora which people don't realize as much it's the dream retailer and it's you know definitely where we would all want to be there's a lot of challenges that come with it because it's you know a lot of stories and a lot of new things to work on and 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 during a pandemic operations yeah operations and and, you know i come from i worked in corporate and dior and these companies never once touched product and operations and logistics and shipping and and then someone tells me oh this is a shipping freight cost and i'm like this is quite high and then they're like oh this is 3x or 4x the normal rate but this is what we all have to pay now you're like great didn't realize but let's go so yeah, yeah. a lot of lot of lot of things a lot of things but yeah yeah i mean at least you came from the sort of more corporate world right so like true true you know, which helps a little bit but for me it's like i did not at all come from a corporate world i mean i knew I, i'm business minded and i had the master class business which became very successful that I ran with my sister and myself. Um, but that was it. You know, I didn't know anything about sort of the operations and the retailers. I didn't know what brand marketing versus integrated marketing is. I didn't know what an art director versus a creative director is. I didn't know anything. And so I had to just learn through, you know, through trial and error, through making mistakes. I would go home every night and, and go on YouTube and, and research. What is brand marketing? What is integrated marketing? Um, what is e-com? What is digital? You know what I mean? And, and then asking my team tons and tons of questions. But I mean, if, if I'm going to be real, though, with the whole COVID thing, um, be, right before COVID, I was sort of like really on top of the world, right? It was, I remember 2019, I... I had just bought a new a new place. Um, I had began renovations. I had just gotten my first office space. You know, I was funding everything myself. You know, office space in Manhattan is very expensive. Um, and so I had just gotten this new office space. I was getting ready to, you know, the brand was going to happen. I had gone through several years. Like in 2017, I started to, to meet with labs and things like that just to try to learn a little bit of the business before I went in. Um, and I, I, I was looking for a corporate executive. Um, and I sort of went through this whole process of two years of like meeting these people and then it wasn't working out. And, um, finally I met the person and, and so, you know, we started to put the things together into, into place and I got additional office space and we were going to start hiring, you know, we had sort of struck our deal with Sephora, um, and, and then COVID happened and, this was around March, March, April of 2020. And we were, we were slated to launch a few months later. And, you know, Sephora had made the orders and everything. They were big orders because they were, you know, this is pre COVID, right? So they weren't expecting all the stores to be closed and people to be locked in the house. Um, and, and when that happened, um, 
obviously, we couldn't go to the office. We could not hire all the people that we were planned to hire. We, uh, my life stopped. My life ended. Um, no master classes. No clients. Um, nothing. And so, yeah. I had funded everything myself, and I had plans like all you know, my income for all these things coming in 2020 was it was all planned out. I just never expected that life would end, like stop. Yeah. And. When that happened, man, I literally, I, I was crippled by the fear. I went into like on a personal level, I went into a really sort of deep and bad depression. Um, and the fear was really crippling for me um, in that I just didn't know what to do. I thought there's a possibility I may, I'm going to lose everything. And, and, and coming to terms with like, do I, am I going to have to start my, my career over from zero? You know, what if this doesn't work out? I'm going to lose my home. I'm going to lose everything. And um and so we began doing the, uh, you know, I would push myself every morning. I would wake up and I would get on those Zoom calls with Sephora and I'd get on the Zoom calls with my PD, uh, my PD girl, product development. And my, my living room, I remember, sorry, my dining room, my kitchen became like a little lab. I couldn't go to the stores to order product. I couldn't. So I was basically working off of the makeup closet in my house. I would pull the bins out and I had to create product because we had a schedule and I had to create, I remember I was working on the master Matt's lip palette and I, how was I going to create like, you know, all of these 16 colors. Right. And so literally I just remember my uncle had just passed away from COVID. My, my dog, my family dog that we had for 13 years had just passed away and I was depressed. And I just remember going in the closet and pulling all these hundreds of lipsticks and literally just melting lipsticks and, and, and mushing them together and creating. And then I would send the photo to my PD girl. Um, I just pushed myself, right? And so eventually, because I don't like working at home, um, I, I sort of put everything in a luggage one day and I came in, you know, during the middle of COVID and I came into the office by myself. I begged my product development girl to come as well. And so she eventually came in in the other office. We have a glass in between and we would talk through the glass. Um, and, and that's how, to, that's sort of how we built it initially. We had, I think a total of three full-time employees and we were launch and we, and we were launching in 600 stores. Um, so it was wild, you know, the whole process was really, really wild, but we overcame, you know, we made a lot of mistakes, um, but we learned from them, thankfully. And, um, we were able to get through, uh, we had a pretty successful launch, thank God, but we didn't have what we needed in terms of assets right because we couldn't get into a freaking studio to yeah. to do the photo shoots i remember we had to we had all of the sephora windows right for the launch and we had no photos to put on the windows and yeah. so we had to like scramble and figure out how to get a, a team into the studios because we needed to shoot that and so you know we figured it out we worked it out we eventually you know we did it but oh my god it was so hard once that happened i remember we got those shoots and then we launched and I just had those photos. Now, normally when you launch, you need hundreds of assets, right? Videos and photos and demos and, yeah. and for Instagram. And I just remember the day after launch, I was just like, what are we, what are we going to post now? You know what I mean? We don't have any images to post. And so like, it was just wild, like uh, what we went through during that time and, and how scrappy it was and, and, and all of the struggles that we had to overcome. Looking back now, it's kind of funny, but man, it was a struggle. People don't know, you know, but people need to know. Yeah. And then again, on a personal level too, like during this whole time, because of all this and because of, I think the depression that I was going through from COVID, you know, it blocked a lot of my creativity and it blocked sort of, I feel like I lost who I was. I didn't know. I was so intimidated by the brand. I, I thought I needed people to tell me what to do because now it's not just makeup by Mario, the celebrity makeup artist, it's makeup by Mario is now a brand. 
And so what do I do on social media? What do I say? I stopped, I kind of closed down and I stopped sharing and I stopped going on my stories and I stopped being myself. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the answers to, you know, well, I, I wanted to ask a, market, a marketer, like, what do I do? And, and I also lost sense because of the crippling fear, like, of who I was and who the brand was and what the purpose is and what the vision is and what we do and why we do it, right? I, that sort of, I got blocked for like several months. And that was such a struggle for me because I knew it my whole career. I knew it very clearly. I had that vision always. And then finally, um, a few months after launch, like it sort of just all went away. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm back. Now I know what everything is. And so I was able to be very clear about this is the aesthetic of the brand. This is the makeup by Mario person. This is the look of the brand. You know, this is why we create. This is what we do, you know, and that all sort of came back, thank God. But I went through that whole phase of um, during that COVID and after launch where I, I sort of lost all of that, um, which was really a challenge for me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I can, but I think it's really important, as you said, to speak about it, to tell people every journey isn't always what you see like on a very quick three second social media launch or this and that it's yeah. really a lot of mind struggles work struggles team struggles even external factors like the pandemic struggles that we can't control and it is a roller coaster it's always going to be up and down but I think it's just knowing that our mindset can have such a big impact on our decision making and where we go yeah. And I'm really glad that, um, you know, now, because honestly, from an outsider's perspective also, sometimes we, we as brand founders, we can be very like hard because it's our baby. It's our, you know, we want to make every single customer enjoy the experience or any touch point when they get our product. Um, yeah. And it won't always happen. But, but generally speaking, what I can tell you as someone who has seen your brand from, from afar before I even met you, it's phenomenal and it truly is something that um you should really be proud of and it's my first ever like honestly like in terms of makeup it's the only makeup I would I have I've ever used and I felt so <laughs> comfortable using the makeup I didn't even uh-huh. like I didn't even question it and I think you've just done a, such a great job to educate to make it accessible to make it um, affordable but also to make it high quality and professional so 
I mean, everyone like should be looking at you. And also it makes me even happier knowing that it was scrappy. Like I love that. I freaking love that. That's like the, yeah, it surely was more relatable. Yeah. yeah, it surely was. And it still is a little bit, you know, we, we're still so yeah. small. We're, st- we're, we're still a startup, you know, it's so funny, yeah. you know, when you're, when you own a, a brand and on the outside, people think like, because you are in so many Sephora's around the world, like they think it's, you know, that, oh my God, you must be so successful. It's like, no, no, no. It's like the more, the more, the more stores you go into, the more broke, the more broke you are actually, um, exactly. and the more, the more of a struggle it is. And so, but people yeah. on the outside think it's the opposite. I'm like, oh boy, if you only knew, it's like, you know, it's like. Yeah, the struggle is real, um, you know, and so it still is. And I, but, but the great thing is that it keeps getting better and better. And I'm just feeling so, as I learn more, uh, you know, everything, the product and, and, and the creative and every, every aspect of it starts to get stronger and better and more makeup by Mara, like fully, you know? And so I'm also not afraid to sort of speak my mind and, and to do things that I feel innately are the right thing to do and to create and, and so I'm, I'm so optimistic about, you know, right now, but also for the future, um, like 2022 is going to be such an incredible year for us. I have the most incredible lineup of, of product coming out that I've, I've just never been this excited about something like that. So I think it's going to be a game changer for our brand, but also for the industry. Um, and, and, and I'm so sorry. I'm so excited too. Um, it's just the feeling is like finally I feel like okay this is how I this is how I always imagined it um, and I feel like I'm walking into that phase now um, and owning it yeah. you know and I'm just really excited um, you know it took it took a while to get there but it's ha- it's happening I get to see it and I can feel it and I'm so excited. Sorry. You're making me, you're making me cry now. So. <laughs> Sorry, I I, can, I can't I get can. through a podcast without crying. <laughs> I mean. Even I'm tearing, so this is, um, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I completely relate with what you're saying, and um, I'm, I'm really yeah. genuinely very, um, I don't know why I'm doing this. We, should, we can uh, take a pause. <laughs> but no, I just want to say, what, what you're saying, I can, I can feel it, and um, it just makes me so happy. Like, I, before I do this podcast, I, 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 I hear about people, I, I want to get them on a podcast, and I always have an opinion in my mind, and you've honestly been the, the first founder who, the, the way you, I listen to all the details, the way you say, you know, you're, li- you're learning about everything. You want to know every single part of the business. You put your heart and soul, but you also have your, your days where you're very open about how you feel. It's, it's, a, it's, it's exactly how I feel as a founder sometimes. So it's really nice to like know that I'm not alone. And, um, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's just hard. a journey. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's hard. Um, yeah, but uh, it's 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 part of the it's part. Of, we grow together. We 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 build together, and we also change the industry together. And that's the that's the point, right? That's why we do what we do. And yeah. it's not just makeup. It's not just haircare. It's it's also creating a shift in the in the yeah. Way it's, we, way, it's so much more than that. People, you know, it's so much so more much than that. There's so much. So, no, so thank much you. More purpose, you know. Yeah, but, but I, I do want to, I, I did have a question because I want people to try your products and I want them, I want to have a link in the bio, but um, can you just walk us through the product assortment today, what people can find? Ooh, but there's a lot though. Um, so I know uh, your favorite product assortment. Your, your, your we, we, yeah. yeah. So we have, uh, oh gosh, we have, so collection one was eyes. Um, and I would say the sort of stars or little baby icons of that collection definitely would be the, um, 
the Master Maths palette. Um, this was the very, very first product that I that I began working on actually in 2017. Um, back when I didn't know what the hell I was going to do, um, I just started to like ask the labs for some, some, you know, tell them what I wanted and, and started to sort of research the concepts. And so, you know, all of these products was really interesting. I don't know if everybody knows, but maybe some of the people that follow me for, for a long time, but so all of these products really have an ex- extreme sort of purpose and research behind them and, and meaning, right? The master mats in particular was inspired by a technique I've done over the years where I use concealers and foundations and human skin tones. And that's how I sort of sculpt the eye before I apply eyeshadow. And so what I did for that was I created the master mats based off these palettes that I use. Um, So picture this as being like the powder eyeshadow versions of concealer or foundation in all human skin tones. And so that was sort of the birth of the master mats palette. Um, And the way it works is sort of going from deepest, uh, you know, to lightest in, in skin tone or lightest to deepest either way. Um, which is kind of a unique thing. If you notice a lot of these colors, they're not like your typical eyeshadow colors. They look more like foundations. They have um, ochre, you know, these colors, which actually work beautiful on Indian skin, Arab skin, black skin, um, which is why this palette kind of has a huge fan base of black and Arab women and Indian women because of the undertones, right? Um, And so that was, for example, the master mats, right? Um, And then master metallics um, here. And the concept of this was, you know, because I love earth tones, I love to do makeup that is extremely natural um, in the sense that not natural, like in the sense that I like the tones to feel natural, not forced. Um, And I wanted to create a palette that is truly universal like this one. And so for this, I went into a deep sort of um, research um, when I was developing and trying to find out, well, what are the colors within the human body inside of our body, right? Because we all have to have the same insides. And so what I began to discover, um, if you start to, I don't want to get too morbid, but basically if you look microscopically into the human body, you see these all these little atoms and cells and things. Um, those are all sort of different colors. And then those sort of are what kind of make up our organs. And so when you look macroscopically, that's what you see inside the human body, these different areas here. And they actually have a beautiful sort of glow to them. And so when I began to develop this product, I, I was very secretive. I didn't want the lab to know my, what my concept was. And so I would go to the corner of the lab and I would pull up these pictures of organs, you know, and trying to match the colors. Um, And so that's how, you know, that's the pretty much the birth of this palette. And so, you know, uh, these products have extreme meaning to them, um, extreme purpose, you know. And um, yeah, so pretty much, you know, this one as well, the the Master Metals palette, which is, you know, uh, which is Earth's natural metals. This was a really kind of unique concept that I drew out myself uh, with this removable pan. It's super custom that you can scrape the, the, the colors and you can get a, you know, sort of liquid uh, molten metal effect. Um, this product, uh, you know, was during COVID when this launched, you know, I was a little afraid because I was like, it's such a creative product. And a lot of people are going to think like, you know, who's putting this kind of thing on when they're sitting at home, locked in the house. But this really inspired a lot of people. And and this caused a lot of people to feel like, oh, I'm inspired again. You know, thank you, Makeup Mario, because now I feel like I'm inspired to play with makeup again. So this product and also this went viral recently on TikTok. So, you know, everything is really sort of curated and really, um, really has a purpose. Um, I'm going to go quicker. Sorry. That's collection one. Um, and then we had, um, everything has a lot of story, man. So, uh, one of our next collections was a holiday, but then, but then we had the brow collection. 
Um, so brow collection here, Master Blade Brow Gel. And then this is the Master Hold Brow Gel. These are also obviously inspired by my techniques. Um, I used to use a prosthetic glue for the brows for many years at the master class. Um, and because I'm the type of artist that I'm an architectural artist, right? So I like things to stay in place. I like to lift things. I like to balance things. I like to sculpt things. And that's sort of how I approach makeup. And I used to use a lot of things that were not user-friendly, you know, uh, hardcore things that are used in, let's say, in film or television. And so that's what inspired this product. Um, for the brow pencil, uh, this is a product that I use every day. Um, this product here, every little aspect of this, I literally drew this out. I remember I was drawing this product out to the lab and trying to send these scribbles and, and these little videos to the lab, the shape and everything. And I realized after that, I had essentially recreated um, this moment with my father, right? When I was little, um, because I knew I was different and maybe a little more feminine, I, I would hide myself and I would suppress myself and I wouldn't allow myself to get close to my dad. But he had a shop, right? And he used to work with his hands, similar to how I work with my hands. And he would build things or like glue things together. And so I would go there and, and, and he used to have the construction uh, pencil. And then I used, he used to allow me, my job was to take the blade and to shave the pencil. And I used to do that so good, you know? And the blade had this, and it was shaped like this. And so after I had drawn this out and the sound, and I realized, oh my God, I have recreated the moment with my father. It was like the only moment that I felt a little bit close to my dad because I felt useful. Or I felt like he was proud of me because I knew how to shave that like a man, you know? And so I never shared it with my dad, actually, but um, or actually never shared it publicly. But that's sort of how this collection came about. Um, you know, that one moment that I that I sort of felt from my childhood that I that maybe my dad was proud of me in that moment. And so, you know, probably me still trying to make my dad proud. Who knows? Um, so that's sort of the proud collection. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting too. Oh, I love no. Thank you for um, sharing. No, I mean, you need to put this somehow on your web. I mean, I had no idea of the story behind these products, and this is what makes yeah. It even I, more I've been shy. Brand. I've been shy to share it. I um, think you should. Uh, I'm gonna. I might do it on TikTok. I just joined TikTok, and it's been pretty amazing. TikTok, TikTok. So I think that's where I'm gonna do it. I have a chance there to do it nice. So anyway, that was the brow. Um, the brow. The brow collection. This product is uh, is doing incredible for us. This has gone pretty viral as well on TikTok. The the brow gel. Um, all right, moving on to another collection. Oh, Soft Sculpt. Soft Sculpt was a game changer yeah. for our brand. Um, Soft Sculpt, we launched after, we didn't have a launch for like five or, or more months, right? So we launched during COVID. Um, and then because of all of the delays, which you know, all the delays and stuff, we couldn't have a, a proper launch. We had to pivot quickly and we had to figure out. And so we went for months without having a launch. And then we launched in May of 2021, the Soft Sculpt Collection. Um, and you know, this of course, obviously as well, it's really born from my techniques, which as a makeup artist, my techniques can be quite complex, right? So my whole purpose for the brand and, and what I do is to really break down my techniques that I do when I'm working and simplify them, extremely simplify them, like, so that the person at home can do it really quickly. Um, you know, with my goal for them is to do it quicker. I want them to be smarter in their application. I want them to be quicker, um, and better, right? Because that's sort of how I use my experience to sort of then create these products for them. Um, that's sort of the whole purpose of the, of the brand, to be honest with you. Uh, because let's, I think there's this whole narrative of like, uh, 
you know, people that do makeup brands, there's a narrative of like, oh, we want you to be creative and to have fun and to experiment and this and that. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But also like, we also just want to get it done quickly and leave the house because for women, I think it's a nuisance to have to get ready every day. I have to do my brows every day, right? And for me, it's kind of annoying. It's like, I wish I didn't have to do my brows. At the end of the day, I just want to do it quicker. And so what I want to do uh, for our consumer and for the world eventually is is to help them to do it quicker. Um, you know, And that's sort of what, what, what it is, the whole feeling of it. It's kind of like smart beauty. Um, and so we came up with this based off of my contouring technique. I put the brush on the other end. I made sure that it was removable. So it has a very utilitarian aspect and the whole brand does in general. Um, kind of no frills, no nonsense. Um, and so that's what we created these sculpting sticks with. Uh, we did bronzer, we did the blush sticks um, and the powder blushes and the highlighters. And this collection um, for me was when I felt the brand was becoming the what it was meant to be. Um, and we quickly became the number one contour collection in Sephora. I think we still are. Um, and so this brand for me is, is so near and dear to my heart. Um, it's also where I started to sort of speak up and say, you know, before this, we had a glossy packaging and it was, it was plastic and all that. And that's, this is when I started to speak up and say, no, I want rounded so it's comfortable when they hold it. I want soft edges so it doesn't poke their fingers. I want a matte metal overshell. And that's, you know, I started to be very firm on those decisions in the creative aspect of the brand. And that's when everything started to become 100% authentic. And so this was a very, and is a very special collection for me and always will be. Um, and so, yeah, soft sculpt. And then, uh, and also complexion in general. I just love complexion. I think people love complexion for me as well. So it just kind of feels a little bit different when you do a complexion. And then um, another huge success for us uh, was the, um, the Ultra Suede uh, lip collection, which launched um, this year on the one-year anniversary of the brand. And this was the Ultra Suede lipsticks. And um, 20 shades, and I named it after, um, I named each shade after every team member that was with me and that was a part of building the brand from the beginning. And so just like an homage Wait. to them, you know. Yeah, it was an homage. That to is them. amazing. I, I think that's my. Yeah. I've never heard that ever, and that is. I think. That, I mean, yeah, I think I heard that. Bumps. Wow. I think I heard no one. No one has ever done that before, which is crazy to me because for me that was my first. That was the only thing I ever thought was like, and I didn't tell anyone at all. They they were they were gonna they were gonna they were going crazy because I wouldn't give them the final names, and we were getting close to the cutoff where we needed to print out and everything. And so I kept pretending and like, you know, I was like, oh, no, let's do another round of names. I'm not liking these, blah, blah, blah. And then right before they were due, I sent an email to the whole entire company and, and I put the swatches in the email and the piece. I took a picture of the swatches and I put each one of their names. And so I sent them an email and I said, here are the names to the lipsticks. And so they were all like, oh, my God. Yeah. So this this collection was um this collection is a huge success for us as well. It's a beautiful, beautiful formula um, and very meaningful to me. And then shortly thereafter, we launched um, another collection, which is really special to me, um, which is the Ultra Suede Sculpting Lip Pencil. And this is pretty much, it's my lip technique that I do on my clients wrapped up into this one pencil. So where I used to use like a, several lip pencils, then I would use a, a concealer foundation. I'd use a little brush to blend. I put it all into this one you know, again, the utilitarian aspect, you apply and you flip and blend. So it's all kind of in one. Um, and with this collection, I released my technique finally uh, that I would teach in my master classes and it's called Mario's Lip Lift. And that went 
viral. Um, I've, I've still, seen it it's everywhere. Still, it's still whew, going it's still, viral. Yeah, it's still going viral. So freaking amazing. Like it just goes to show when you are 100% authentic, how, how, how the response is incredible, right? And so... So, so exciting, man. But even more so, you know, the products that we have coming next year, I, I can't even begin to tell you. Oh, so that's just some of the collection. You know, people have been loving it um, and seeing the response from people and on social media. And for me, you know, being sort of like Insta famous, I guess you could say, and Kim Kardashian's makeup artist, I I began to see after Soft Sculpt, um, the effect of the kind of like Sephora, I guess, right? Being in Sephora yep. all around different parts of America and then also in some other territories, which were not expanded fully, obviously. You know, next year we begin expansion more uh, into different countries. But traditionally it was always, oh, when people see me on the street, oh, are you Makeup by Mario, like from Instagram? Or are you Kim's makeup artist? Or, oh my God, Mario, you know? Now I started to see in the past several months, oh, Oh my God, I use this. Oh my God, I use your sculpting stick. Oh my God, I use... So there's this whole new crop of people that are noticing me, but they discovered me through the brand, not through Instagram, not through Kim. That's fascinating to me because I'm like, wow. It's like, it's that, wow. It's just crazy. The power of the brand and power of Sephora and all of that. Um, yeah. So that that also is incredible to see it happening. And, uh, and, and you know, I'm just super yeah. grateful, man. And I think that's just the efficacy of the product. I told you, I go back to that first time I went to Sephora asking for my first ever contour thing, a contour stick, a contour palette. I said, I just want something for contour for my everyday or my shoots and my zooms. And they went straight to you. No other one. And that's a thing. I got to say, I have to say, thank you. Well, that's a testament to my, I have a special, really special relationship with the beauty advisors in Sephora um, because obviously I was one of them. I was one of yes. them like to the T and I still am. Um, so they are, they are like my babies. They are, they are like my babies. They always come for me. They come first. And whenever we launch something, I always make sure that I do a special video for them, a live for them. And I do demos for them and, and, you know, and, and I hopefully inspire them. And so I think they, they really support me in the store, man, like really support me. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and so, but, um, going back to you with their zooms and stuff, I have to send you, um, I would, I want to send you the light medium and the medium bronzer. Um, I think you would enjoy that. It's it's super easy to use. It's what I use. I have it on right now. So if like you don't want to do the cream stick, you could just do a little bronzer. It's quick, really quick. Um, So we got to send you one of those. Oh, thank you. Um, No, I love that. Well, if you need any um, products to guinea pig on me, I'm down because I'm obsessed with your products. So (laughs) thank Thank you. you. I had a question about about the the. First of all, the packaging looks beautiful in my in my new bag. Oh, thank you. Um, the hair, the the um, the shampoo that I use. So yeah. traditionally, I've always used shampoos that are super super bubbly and foamy. Yeah. Um, and recently, I actually discovered like not shampooing my hair every night has been a game changer for me because I'm more I'm I'm able to more easily style my hair. Um, I guess because the oils are not stripped so much. But when I used yours last night, I noticed that I didn't feel stripped. You know, I was, it was sort of light or something. It wasn't like extremely drying or stripping. So tell me about that, that, um, yeah. tell me about oh, that shampoo. Kinda... What is the, what is the history of that or situation? So actually, the, the best ingredient in there is, so we formulated it with all Ayurvedic ingredients. So for me, it was kind of what my grandma passed down from generation, generation. And, um, in the shampoo, cause actually shampoo was invented in India. It comes from the natural, like flower of champi flower so this is like literally just like you have water you have the plant leaves and you literally just make your own lathered 
shampoo. And that's the original origin of shampoo. And no one really knows that. And you know, India is really what you think of hair, you think of India. One of the reasons why we wanted to build, we're the first ever Indian hair brand at Sephora. It was like, I wanted like that representation of our South Asian heritage and Ayurveda to the world, you know, for everyone to enjoy. Because these ingredients, you know, these plant-powered adaptogens, they're not, they, they don't discriminate. They're for everyone. And I want everyone to enjoy them. And I think that's why we spent many years in the formulation, in the labs, perfecting for all hair types. Um, obviously, still making sure they're clean, silicon-free, sulfate-free, phthalate-free, vegan, because it was just something that was inherently like native to me and my sister, but also to the market where it's going. Um, with the shampoo specifically, so it's got this incredible um, herb called Centella Asiatica, which is also often found in skincare, but it's called tiger's herb. And actually, tigers in the wild, they're actually known to, like, um, when they're wounded, they roll around in this herb to heal themselves naturally. Mm. So it's a really healing herb that just ends up also being an amazing hydrator. So often we find with certain of these herbs, you don't need much less is more. And it just doesn't, it strips away any of the kind of, I guess, any of the... the the gunk you have with the, the waxes and the gels we put in our mm. hair, but it leaves your hair really hydrating. But we often, for me, the, the, um, I don't know if I hope you, you've tried the hair oil, we've sent you the hair oil, but um, the pre-wash hair oil is really the treatment factor that we're trying to bring to the market where it's this idea of putting an oil in your scalp or your, your roots at night, leaving it in overnight and then washing it out. Often when you just have okay. your oil and you wash it out, a pre-wash hair oil, you don't even need to shampoo or condition after. Like that's already an amazing way of just cleaning ah, the scalp. So, okay. yeah, for you, so you might want to try that. Yeah. So I, I could. So in other words, I could use that shampoo every night, and not and not worry about like being so dry and like stripped. Yeah, exactly. But I would say, generally speaking, like you're right in what you're doing is you shouldn't shampoo your hair all the time. Um, okay. Similar to you know when we have pets, they say don't don't always yeah. Put, yeah don't always wash your dog or wash your cat. Similar, you don't want yeah. to take all the the natural oils. But yeah, maybe once a week, once every, twice a week. Once a week. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Like I, I actually wash my hair twice a week too. I said two times. I don't wash it every day. Um, so that's some people think that they, if you are going to wash your hair every day, you shouldn't be so, you know, less is more sometimes in the shower. Um, yeah. I just started kind of doing that and I think it really helped me. I, I'm less frustrated when I'm styling my hair because I think there's just yeah. a little bit more of the natural oils. Um, whereas I was just stripping them completely constantly for yeah. years. Um, and so it was very hard to manipulate my hair. Um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for, for sending oh, well, those. And, and no, I'm glad they, look, they look great in the shower. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. And they're, they're helping tigers as well. So I'm glad. That, <laughs> well, that's thank good. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Cool. Um, so before we go into like the fire round questions, um, I do have two more questions. One is about just your routine for success. Do you like have an average routine that you kind of, you would do in the morning? Are you very regiment to it? Or do you kind of... Um, play by day play by every day i wish i had a i wish i had a better routine actually i mean if i'm being honest i'm i'm not big into i don't do a lot of self-care with myself you know what i mean and i don't um my life kind of revolves around work you know work is is kind of my life it that's just like what i'm used to um you know for the past you know 20 20 plus years um i it's interesting because i my situation is a little different, right? Because I have the brand, right? That's my baby. Yeah. Um, I have the office right near my house. Um, and, you know, obviously here Monday through Friday. But then, you know, now that sort of, you know, after COVID, I started to then travel a little bit again and start to do my clients again, right? And for me, I need that balance. You know what I mean? Because I start to, I can get very burnt out if I'm just in the office and, and not creating. Um, 
because when I'm doing makeup artistry, it's really the only time that I fully can like remove all of the stressors from my life and focus on that face for two hours, right? So for me, um, not having that during COVID was really difficult for me. I didn't even know it until I started to do it again. That's when I was like, oh, this is what I needed, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I have to sort of balance both. Um, I can't do my clients full-time like I did before because I have to be here. So it's sort of just balancing um, those two things. Um, But in terms of routine, you know, right now I'm not working out. I wish I was. Um, I just... (laughs) dreadful right now. Um, but I go through these moments of, I start training and I start eating healthy. And, and so I'll wake up, I go early to the gym in the morning and then I, you know, I eat well and I, you know, go to the office and, and I have like sort of this like regimented schedule. Um, right now I'm not doing the working out part and the eating healthy part. I'm just kind of, I you feel know, you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I go through, through these moments. So, yeah. um, I feel like I might start soon though. I could feel it coming, but, um, yeah, it's pretty much like I, I wake up, I come to the office, and then I just have meetings all day. Like I, Everybody needs approvals from me. Everybody needs yeah. approvals from me all day. So it's like meeting to meeting to meeting. Um, right now, I'm also trying to kind of segment maybe like a day or two or at least a few hours a week where I get to do makeup and film for social, you know, social media and TikToks and things like that. And I think that's been really fun. Um, so, you know, it's, it's constantly evolving because I'm constantly trying to improve it. I'm constantly trying to figure out what works best for me as a creative. Um, and so it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of like evolving and, and learning, you know, and kind of correcting things. So that's pretty much, uh, I guess, I, I don't know if that answered the question, but that's, no, pretty that's much how, I mean, it's, yeah. it's also practically my, my routine. So yeah, just a lot of validation, a lot of calls and then, either months of dedication to fitness and eating healthy and then that one month of total annihilation of that and then just resetting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's Story a, of my life. Of a founder. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, and the last question before I go to the fire round and then we'll wrap it up is, um, you know, I say this to everyone and it's quite tough because it's like choosing your favorite child, but if you were limited, let's say, I say TSA is opening up, but they're being strict and they're saying you can only take one product, Mario, one beauty product from makeup by Mario, which is your go-to? Well, okay. So it would depend. Is that product for me or is that product for me to do a client or something? For you actually. Yeah. For you. Oh, that's easy. Can I choose two? <laughs> you know, um, what? Well, you, I'll allow to, I'll allow to. <laughs> okay. Um, if I had to choose just one, it would definitely be actually like the only makeup that I wear every day uh, that I don't feel comfortable leaving the house without is a brow pencil. Um, and the reason is, uh, how old are you, by the way? I'm 28 now. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're young. Okay. So young. when you reach about, when you hit about 37, um, you have a yeah. few years, uh, the brows on the outer half of your of, of brows on the outer corners, they begin to really thin out. Right. And so what that does architecturally to a man's face is it begins to sort of sag here and it begins to show it's the first signs of aging. And so for me, um, putting in my brow pencil every day here on the outer corners and extending and filling that in, it just really brings a little bit of a youthfulness back to my uh, face, right? Because when you're, you know, when you're young, you have full hair, right? And so I would definitely the brow pencil, absolutely, because I don't leave the house without it. So that, but then if I had to choose one more, I would say, um, you know, the, the, the soft sculpt bronzer, Um, because again, I like a little color. I like to be a little bit, uh, healthy, not so pale. And so if I had to choose like the two main products that are quick and easy for me to get an instant effect, um, it's the bronzer and the, and the brow pencil, uh, for me personally. Amazing. 
So now fire on questions. First thing that comes to your mind, we'll ask five questions. I'm the bad first at these. One. I know. Well, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm really bad at it, but I love asking it because I don't have to answer myself. So yeah. uh, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? I really kind of, I look up to Charlotte Tilbury. I think she, she has such an incredible makeup line. I think that they've just, they've done so, so incredibly well. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I would say Charlotte Tilbury. Um, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? I would say th- things on YouTube that I just the most random, stupid things that I watch for hours that you would not believe. Like, why am I watching these stupid things? Um, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint this, but it. But like, like the that, YouTube loophole, the, the loophole of yeah, the random. Just YouTube watching videos. a random person that's like live on YouTube that's just kind of talking about nonsense. And I get so into it. And, and I'm like, if this person only knew that I was such a fan of theirs and I watch every one of their videos, they would, it would be so funny. <laughs> Um, so just stuff like that, like random useless yeah. videos that I, that I don't get any, anything from, you know, I guess that. Yeah. Very fair. No, I think the same <laughs> as me. Well, now on TikTok, which is very dangerous because this algorithm oh. knows me so well. Yes. I, I, that I go into TikTok holes constantly. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, what are you currently watching or reading? Oh, um, reading, um, I still haven't finished it. Actually, I need to finish it. There's a book called 2030, um, that I got really into, but I kind of only read it now if I'm flying. Um, yeah. basically, you know, it's a lot of insight into the world, what the world is going to be like, you know, from a business uh, perspective, but also just in general, um, in 2030. Um, and it's fascinating to me. Um, you know, I think a lot about future, about the future. I'm not just like present. I sort of really even with the business, I really think about the future, what the brand is going to be in the future, where it's going to be in the future, how that's going to look, right? Um, and so 2030 is this book that I've, um, that I've been really into. I still haven't finished it, though. But So that's what I've been reading. What I'm currently watching, um, I don't watch TV as much as I did anymore um, uh, because of YouTube. You know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that, like, I have a massive TV in front of me at home, but I'm, like, literally like this on my phone watching YouTube. Um, so I watch like a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm huge into documentaries and conspiracy theories, and I like to dissect um, different things and events from the past um, and, and sort of delve into the conspiracy theories and, and kind of form my own opinions on them. So that's sort of what I'm currently in, my, you know, in the in the mood for. And currently, what I'm watching is like I'll sort of search for like random things, like you know, Princess Diana's death, or you know. Yeah you know, 9-11 stuff and things like that. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, like, I, I'm the same as you. I, lo- I love, like, also, like, the detective thing. I love to, like, decide, like, what's the truth, yes. what's not. I, I'm a huge yeah. fan of escape rooms, so that's probably why I, I'm like that. Um, what is yeah. your favorite social media platform right now? You know, the answer always has been Instagram, but I have to say... Uh, it took me a long time to even understand in TikTok. I would go on it and I, and I was not interested. I couldn't understand it. It was too annoying for me, actually. I finally get it now and I finally see the appeal of it. And I think yep. TikTok is becoming my favorite social media. Agreed. Um, Sorry, Instagram. Uh, Sorry, Instagram. Yeah. I, I, and even from a brand, right? As a brand founder, the power you're seeing it now with you know the lips, the the, the products, and then the virality. It's it really crazy. Has it's crazy so much impact on the brand, and even better impact because it's not so the sales mechanism. It's really like naturally just 
convincing, you know? Yeah. And also like, yeah, it's just crazy. So 10, 10 plus years on Instagram, right? 10 million followers almost, I think. I go onto TikTok literally within like my first week on TikTok, I posted my first makeup thing over a million views on my first freaking, on my first freaking TikTok video. Like I, I can't even do that on Instagram after 10 years with 10 million people. So if you just look at the comparison between the two, it's like, whoa, Crazy. okay, here's, this is where it's at. You know what I mean? hundred percent, hundred percent. So my so last TikTok. question is if you weren't in the beauty arena space, what would you currently be doing? Mm. Uh, I would say definitely in the architecture design world, um, you know, aside from, from beauty, I would say what brings me the most, um, you know, what fulfills me the most creatively is, you know, design and architecture, interior design and architecture, landscaping, all of that stuff. Um, I, 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 for sure, I would say that. I love that. So Mario, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been personally, I, I don't, I don't want to say it, but I will say it. it's my favorite one so far because oh, thank you. inspired me um, a lot. And I, I was, I learned a whole new side of you and also the brand. And I just really love that authenticity and transparency. And I want people to continue as you share your journey, be able to follow. And if, you know, I'm sure many of you already know and follow Mario, but if, if they're not, where can they find you, Mario, on Instagram and TikTok? Uh, find me Makeup by Mario. Makeup by Mario. Instagram, TikTok, um, or else. Uh, I think that's it. Um, Instagram. I'll put all the and, links. Yeah. 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 Instagram and TikTok, makeupamero.com, Sephora. That's where you find me. <laughs> Amazing. All the links will be in the in the summary so you guys can check it out. And uh, Mario, I, I can't wait to hopefully meet in person soon. And it's been such an honor. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it was really nice to be here. And, and thanks for um, spending the time with me. I'm excited to, to see it when it comes out. hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music Podcasts, the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 